0: God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. It's good to be together in the house of the Lord. We're glad that you're here. Let us go to him in prayer this morning. Gracious and holy God, it's good to be in your house. It's good to be with your people and your children. Lord, it's good for us to worship and celebrate on this holy day and this holy week before us. Lord, today's a celebration, but we know it's a hard, long week ahead. And we remember and we recall Lord, help us on this journey, not to uh, just think it about being your journey, but Lord, about it being our journey too. Recognizing that which we need to take to the cross, recognizing that hope that lies on the other side. So Lord, this morning as we come, set me aside. May it be your voice, your heart, your peace, heard and felt this morning. In your name I pray. Amen. Last night I had a dream. I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord. Across the sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene I noticed two set of footprints in the sand. One belonged to me and the other to the Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me, so I asked the Lord, Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you would walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why When I needed you the most, you would leave me. The Lord replied, my son, my precious child, I love you and I would never leave you. During your times of suffering, when you could see only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. I'm sure you've heard of footprints in the sand. It became one of my favorite when I was a child and my mother shared it with me. She even embroidered it on a, on a frame that I, we've ha- had in my house and in my office. One way of us being in the footsteps of Jesus is Jesus carrying us. Another way is by walking where he walked. That's what this week is all about, this holy week, a time we remember the footsteps of Jesus. Jesus. We recall in a few days, Maundy Thursday, where we experience the Last Supper and his act of love by washing the disciples' feet. On Good Friday, as Jesus enters the valley of death on a cross, and then Easter Sunday and Christ's resurrection. But today, I want to focus on Palm Sunday, this day that is before us, a day that we remember and recall Jesus' entry into Jerusalem. I invite you to hear it from Luke's perspective as we look together in the Gospel of Luke chapter 19 verses 28 through 40. Join me in the Bibles you brought with you and your devices or the Bibles that are in the pews. Online we invite you to join too with Bibles that you have access to this morning. Luke chapter 19 beginning at verse 28. After he had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethphage and Bethany, at the place called Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why you are untying it, just say this. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen. Blessed is the king, they said, who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if they were silent, the stones would shout out. This is the word of God for us, the children of God. Thanks be to God. Have you ever tried tracking your daily steps? Maybe. Health professionals say most adults need 10,000 steps a day. This is good for our health and our bodies need it. I confess, I don't think I've been very successful at those 10,000 a day. Years ago, I tried wearing a pedometer. Our insurance said it. They thought it was a good idea. If you wear this little plastic device on your pants, then, you know, maybe you'll exercise more and you'll be healthier and etc. that comes from it. Now, though, all you need is a smart watch or a phone that keeps it up. You can sync this to your computer or even an app on the phone, and if you're successful or you accomplish your goal for a week or for a month or a quarter, there are rewards that you receive, sometimes even monetary rewards. What if? What if we had a measure of how many steps we take a day with Jesus? What if we had some device, some pedometer, some spiritual tractor tracker? which could keep up with how often we walked with Him. For being a Christian is not just accepting Christ, but it's growing in that relationship with Him and actively participating in the spiritual exercises, such as reading the Bible, prayer, worship, and others. This activity is good for our spiritual health, and our spirit really needs it. How's your spirit today? In today's scripture, we see the steps Jesus took. Steps closer to Jerusalem. Now, Jesus wasn't wearing a pedometer, and ironically, his steps were not leading to better health, but actually to his death. But we know that his death is not the end, and neither is ours. There are certain things we can learn about Jesus as he enters Jerusalem. His journey is mixed with signs of royalty and signs of humility and the recalling of Old Testament scriptures. It's this moment on which history turns. It's this moment, his sacrifice, on which our life can turn. How do the people react? How do you react to this holy Week. It's through his actions Jesus gives us a spiritual exercise plan to follow. Jesus had a purpose. His purpose was to do for humanity what we can't do for ourselves. That purpose took him through Jerusalem to the cross. Today he had an announcement to make, one that was a long time coming, one that he had told people to be silent about earlier. He orchestrated a processional drama and the people of the day understood its symbols. He touched a need that was rising in their hearts. It was an act of courage, maybe even an act of defiance. Jesus was a wanted man. He could have entered Jerusalem through the back alley and on the side where no one would recognize him or or perhaps see him. But going in on a donkey, on a celebration... In the middle of Passover, there would be no way people wouldn't see him and know him. And there would be no way that his death wouldn't happen. Sometimes we forget this incredible act of courage during this celebration. And Jesus' entry into Jerusalem was a strong sign of his kingship. It was Passover. He entered Jerusalem from the west on a donkey. He needed the donkey to make a point and then it was the disciples and the owner who obliged. Every Passover, Herod Antipas would enter Jerusalem, but he wouldn't enter from the west. He would enter from the east and he wasn't on a donkey. He was on a war horse and he wasn't alone, but was surrounded by his army who had their weapons with them. He was demonstrating his power over the city. There are others who have entered Jerusalem as royalty, but not like Jesus. Jesus came from the opposite direction on a bar donkey with a group of unarmed disciples. Jesus is demonstrating that his kingdom will be a kingdom that's different than that which they're used to. A kingdom of love and peace, mercy and service. It's the people that understood this by his actions. This out-in-the-open last act of Jesus is giving one last invitation to the people. You see who I am. You know why I have come. Will you worship me as king? Will you be part of the kingdom I seek to bring? If we desire to walk in the footsteps of Jesus... And improve our spiritual health. Then we must be willing to take the same actions Jesus did. And try to walk in his footsteps too. There's something about Easter. There's something about this season and this time of year. That our hearts begin to be open. And our hearts begin to rise. In expectation of who Jesus is. And what he came to do. This decision to follow Christ is not a random act. It takes a purpose and a plan. To effectively exercise, you need a schedule, a routine, and accountability. When we decide to follow Christ, there are certain disciplines which help us make the journey. Make the journey with somebody else. Keep up with our progress offers a sense of reward. To take this journey takes courage sometimes too. We must be bold about our faith and not keep it hidden in the closet until we go to church on Sunday morning. To stand up against the norm, sometimes even going in a different direction in our friends, takes courage. We don't need to be silent. Our spiritual exercise should be a strong statement about our Christianity and whose interest it is that we serve. In other words, who is our king? To accept this gift of a new way of living. We might also need to surrender some of our old habits. I firmly believe that as Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a barred donkey, the invitation that he issued to the people long ago is the same invitation that he wishes to issue to us today. What about it? Do you hear the invitation to follow me? Are we willing? Are we willing to worship Jesus as our king and take the necessary steps forward? Jesus came as a king to fishermen and tax collectors, Samaritans, blind men, and those who had ailments. He was savior of sinners and outcasts, the poor, the oppressed. He shared their hardships, relieved their suffering, and accepted them. As they were. This is why. Or this is what his kingdom will look like. This is what his kingdom does look like. Will we join him on his journey. Of peace and love. Or will we join the Pharisees. Who are heard rebuking Jesus. Calling him to reject the cheers of his followers. And to be silent. It's interesting that after today's scripture, we don't hear from the Pharisees again. Jesus said, if the Pharisees silenced the people, the stones would cry, would cry out. But isn't it ironic that it's the Pharisees themselves who are silenced? The steps we take. The steps this holy week that we see before us that Christ took that he invites us to follow can make all the difference in our journey. Or we can be silent and let them pass us by once again. Holy Week's a tough week. Tough days of agony, prayer, betrayal, rejection, death. It's Jesus' passion. Is it our passion too? But Easter reminds us, as we look back upon it, that on our journey, many times the footprints in the sand we see at those crucial times will not be ours, but will be God's, carrying us as seen in the footprints of His Son, Jesus. May God give us the courage this Holy Week to take one step closer to Him today than we did yesterday because we don't walk this path alone. The name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Lord, we recognize the journey ahead and the hard path it is. We enter, or you enter Jerusalem in celebration and we come with excitement of the palms and the music Our hearts are touched and our hearts are stirred and we're excited too we're excited for Easter but Lord help us not to jump from Palm Sunday to Easter without recognizing the passion you go through and the passion you call us to journey with you it's hard agonizing frustrating stressful worrisome fearful But Lord, we recognize it's all those feelings, all those emotions, all those pain, all that distress that you invite us to lay at the cross so that when Easter comes, it can be the greatest celebration we've ever experienced. So help us in our own life and our own journey, Lord, as we seek to be faithful, that we seek to follow in your steps ahead. Amen.